Good evening. It is six o'clock on this Monday night, and you're listening to KSKQ, and uh, it's broadcasting from 89.5 FM and 94.1 FM, and also streaming live at kskq.org. And if you've been listening in at 6 p.m., for a while now, you will know that it's time for Dream Infringement! Yay! Dream Infringement is a trio of friends that we like to play songs and tell stories based on a weekly theme. Or sometimes it's just facts, things we learn. I guess that's all. That all could be classified as stories. Uh, I digress. Anyway, um, tonight it's just going to be me and Bobby. We gave Jennifer the week off. Told her, hey, you you deserve it. You put your feet up. Rest your radio voice. Take a night off. Um, and so the theme that Bobby and I chose is uh, bands that switched their lead singer and still went on to become successful. So that's the theme, but before we get too deep into the theme, we had a very special request from our dear friend and fan of the show, Miriam. And she requested this several weeks ago, so thank you, Miriam, for your patience in us getting around to it. Um, it's been on our on our radar, and so tonight's the night, yay! Um, so the song that Miriam requested, though the first song that we're gonna play that she requested is "Poetry in Motion" by Johnny Tillotson. This one's for you, Miriam. Poetry in motion. Our next song is also a request from Miriam. This is Love Potion number nine by The Searchers. It smells like turpentine and look like India. Hey, I held my nose, I closed my eyes, I took a drink. I didn't know if it was day or night. I started kissing everything inside. Our third and final song request is Poison Ivy by Billy Thorpe and the Aztecs. Well, thank you, Miriam, for requesting songs that I like. <laughs> They're great songs. Oh, yeah. No, you definitely bring something to the table when it comes to song requests. And we love that uh, we have the power to call on our friends and listeners to uh, procure songs for this show as well. It's it's just a, another way for us to stay in the loop with the community and for this to truly be community radio in the, in the truest uh, sense of the word. So 
Uh, thank you for making requests, listeners, and Miriam. Everybody, everybody can can make requests. You can you can like reach out to us on Instagram, also Facebook. Uh, you can also uh, just I don't know Messenger Pigeon. That could work. Yeah, and it might take us a few weeks to fulfill the request, but by Jove, fulfilled it will be. Yes. Yes, and uh, while those weeks just continue to to uh, you know uh, continue to plug along, you will have opportunities to listen to us because we do this every week, every Monday from six to seven p.m. Can you believe it? Neither can we. Yeah, and now we're going to talk about a. Uh, a band that switched vocalists and uh it was because of some really serious reasons so emily why don't you take it away all right the band that we are discussing tonight the first one that we're discussing is pink floyd uh they originated in cambridge england comprised of a group of college students their original band was made up of roger sid barrett Roger Waters, David Gilmore. Oh, two Rogers. That's why he had to have a nickname, Sid. Okay, uh, back to the group. Okay, the two Rogers, we had David Gilmore, Nick Mason, and Richard Wright. <clears throat> they were founded in 1965 in London, and their primary musical genres are psychedelia and progressive rock, or as we like to call it, prog rock. Oh, yeah, gotta love some good prog rock. Pink Floyd is uh, a staple of just like good rock music that you can groove to. They just do all of these amazing things with sounds and music uh, within their instruments. And there's like a blues element to it. They just they do all of it. They explore a concept of sound. They sure do. Um, they weren't always called Pink Floyd. In their formative years, they were going to call themselves the T-Set, but then they discovered another band by the same name playing at a gig um, that they were also going to play at. So they changed names immediately. The origin of the name Pink Floyd was the names of two blues musicians, Pink Anderson and Floyd Council. I did not know that. I did not as well. It's agreed then. Neither of us knew. So, um, Sid Barrett was the original creative force behind the band, and although he led the band for only three years, his influence marked the band for its entire lifespan. Many of the band's original songs were written by Barrett. Barrett ultimately left the band as his behavior under the regular use of LSD and the influence of schizophrenia became erratic and undependable. That's sad. Yeah, it was uh it was this at this time that uh they fired him because he just couldn't couldn't stick with the band. He probably was having a hard time with performances and clearly this band cares about their future. I mean, they're like we're going to name ourselves the the T-Sat and they play probably some club and discover that another band has the same name. And so they're like, we are a legit band that ha has a future. So we need to change it to something original. 
and uh it's just very it's very sad for for uh for a band to have to make a call like that but um yeah roger uh waters he actually wrote the song shine on you crazy diamond um as a dedication to barrett because he had been become un uh increasingly unstable and um yeah and then after he checked into the psychiatric hospital he went into uh seclusion and just there was very little heard about him after that yeah and i think he passed away uh sid barrett passed away in 2006 and then um richard wright died in 2008 so there's the remaining members gilmore and mason um and they used studio recordings that were made by waters to create an album called the endless river so they there was a lot of like breaking up and getting back together it sounds like over the years but they they're a great band every like everyone thinks so yeah and i mean such is life when you start doing things i mean you don't have to tell us when you have a group of creatives together um some of the most meaningful pieces of art are made by people who are slightly unstable who have who have like personal demons or struggles or just like serious things that that they're having to cope with um they make the best art it it's just it's fact and uh and that could create tumultuous uh creative collaborations and uh it just i think it's a beautiful thing that despite what happened with pink floyd through the years and all of the the difficulties uh that you know there's like songs that are dedicated to some of the people who've struggled and and they in the name of pink floyd um have you know they still did their best to play homage pay homage to you know the people who made pink floyd uh who they are so yeah all right well let's listen to shine on you crazy diamond by Pink Floyd. Shine like the sun. Okay, Bobby, our next band that has switched uh, lead singers has actually switched more than lead singers. They sw- they've switched just about every single member of their band different times. And then they've come back and they've switched again. And that band is Fleetwood Mac. What? Say it isn't so. It is so. And you might be thinking, <laughs> couldn't, you could not replace Stevie Nicks. Well, they did. Impossible. Impossible. I don't believe it. Too bad. They did at one point. I still kind of don't believe it shocking i know convince me emily well they they did there's a lot of other people they replaced as well in fact this um article from rolling stone says that fleetwood mac has seen just about as many people come and go as the harlem globetrotters (laughs) you know what i'm talking about you harlem globetrotters fans 
I thought you might like that reference. I, d- I do. Actually, I heard many times the same story of when my dad went and saw the Harlem Globetrotters in Tucson, Arizona, when he was uh, just a wee lad and how it changed his whole like life, I guess. It was very impactful. So shout out to the Harlem Globetrotters. Yay. Okay, but we're not talking about them. We're talking about Fleetwood Mac. And it's interesting to me to find out that they switched so many members and so many members had like a role in their songs because I am still surprised sometimes when I come to find that this popular song was a song by Fleetwood Mac. Like it sounds like it's about 20 different bands. Yeah, this is not. This is confusing to me because I already knew that there were a lot of different vocalists in Fleetwood Mac, but the idea that they would like kick one out and replace one, why don't they just like keep bringing more in? Just like. Yeah, like that one band that has all those people. What's that one? Oh, um, the Arcade Fire. Yeah. It's like. Or it's Arcade Fire. Right? Yeah, it's just Arcade Sorry. Fire. I didn't mean to add the the in there. Yeah. Okay, I got to read about Peter Green, though. I don't know that I'm going to have time to read about every single person that left the band and or came back. Um, There's no time, Emily. No time. (laughs) time. But this this. okay. Peter Green was in the band from 1966 to 1971. Um, He yeah, he left in 19. Oh, this says 19. Okay, it doesn't matter. I already said 1971. He was their primary songwriter, turning out classics like Black Magic Woman and Oh Well, but success didn't agree with him. And after a few years, he was wearing robes, growing his hair long, and preaching against the dangers of money. I don't know. That doesn't sound... Sounds normal. Very volatile sounding. He grew his hair long? Robes? He didn't like the use of money. Emily, if I grow my hair long and I start wearing robes and also find money to be, I feel like that's that's a luxury rich a rich person can have. Like, I don't see the use in money. I don't see what the, the, what the point is of money. Yeah. Right? I mean, you got to like have yeah, that money. that does sound to... like a real rich person thing to say. <laughs> I don't feel like, money. <laughs> Who needs it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have it. What a luxury to have an opinion about if money is helping you or not. I don't know. Okay. Apparently, he was also a big LSD user. And in 1971, he quit the band and disappeared from the public eye. And then he ended up in a mental institution. You guys. These creatives. They need to take care of themselves. No, they just, they don't know how. Okay, um, there was a guy named Jeremy Spencer from 1967 and 1971. Danny Kerwan, Bob Welp, Dave Walker, Bob Weston, Billy Burnett, Stevie Nicks. So she was in the band from 19, that's the only person I care about. Uh, from 1974 to 1990. And then she left, and then she came back in 1996, and she's still a part of Fleetwood Mac. So, good on her. She's the best. Um, 
the woman who took her place or singer was Becca Bramlett, and she took Stevie Nicks' place from 1993 to 1995. And even she knew, like, she has been interviewed and knew she wouldn't last long because she knew that everyone loves Stevie Nicks. You can't compete with Stevie Nicks. That's just something everyone needs to know. And then there's Christine McVie. Is it McVie or McVie? Oh, gosh. I'm really um, showing my true colors as a not know-it-all about Fleetwood Mac. (laughs) Anyway, she was in the band from 1970 to 1998, and then came back from 2014, and she's still in the band. She wrote Songbird, You Make Loving Fun, and many, many more. Okay, then there was Dave Mason and Lindsay Buckingham. She's, she went back and forth. She was in the band from 1974 to 1987, then quit, then came back from 1996 to 2018. So... Um, yeah, and then, of course, we all know that they were all dating and breaking up within the band, and that's got to be tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that whole topic of bandmates, like, dating each other, it has to affect the music in a negative way. I, I think, like, only because it just affects the music. Like if you're breaking, if you're getting together and then breaking up or you're secretly getting together, uh, that's probably why Fleetwood Mac sounds a little bit like all over the place. Like you'll hear a song and you're like, this is a great song. And then you'll hear another song and it sounds totally different, equally good. But just like totally different. Like it sounds like a totally different band. I said that at the beginning and I chalked it up to there being so many different band members. But I think the romance is what is creating the disjointed sound. Okay. Bobby thinks it's the romance. I think it's simply the fact that there were just a ton of different people in that band. Let us know what you think. Weigh in on why Fleetwood Mac sounds like 10 different bands. Let us know on. Instagram. Maybe we'll make a poll. We haven't done anything with social media in so long. We this might break us out of that. Okay, we'll do it. I'll make a poll. Do it. Okay. So I will. In the meantime, let's listen to Stevie Nicks fan favorite, my favorite of Fleetwood Mac sing Silver Springs. Every time I hear this song, it just, I don't know, it gives me chills thinking about how Stevie Nicks wrote this song about one of the members of the band. I can't remember which one it was because I'm too lazy to look it up. But anyway, and in her song, if you didn't hear it, okay, let me read these lyrics to you. She says, 
Um, I'll follow you down till the sound of my voice will haunt you. You'll never get away from the sound of the woman that loves you. And he won't because he's in that band performing the song with the woman who is mad at him. And he has to like do this every single time. And to me, that's like a beautiful, uh, revenge to make your ex-lover sing a song or play in a, a song about how you're going to haunt him for the rest of his life. And she is, she's haunting him while she's singing a song about her haunting him. We should all be so lucky to have Stevie Nicks write a revenge song about us where we can't get away. <laughs> yeah, count your lucky stars. This man is black. Man. <laughs> okay. Moving on to the band known as Genesis. And I was trying to find a timeline for the band. And so I typed in Genesis timeline. Uh, and I just got stuff about the Bible. And that was funny to me because in my mind, I had never thought about the band Genesis being named after the first book of the bible it was like two separate things in my head i had compartmentalized them anyway um as you may know the band genesis started out with peter gabriel as the lead singer and phil collins as a drummer and boy howdy did things take a switcheroo which is the name that we named this this episode the old switcheroo i didn't tell you that at the beginning but the halfway point seems like a good place to tell you the name of the theme i explained the theme bobby in the intro i just didn't have a name for it yet yeah that's that's good i'm really fine by that okay i'm just catching you up anyway um Apparently, Peter Gabriel was quite difficult to work with. Uh, he insisted on writing all of the songs, uh, and there clearly that would create a lot of creative differences between him and the rest of the band. And in 1975, he left Genesis to keep pursuing more experimental methods in music, saying that he had an interest in more foreign sounds. Yeah, I mean, I feel like when you join a band, especially a band that's already established, and you think you're going to like really, really turn them into a di different, like turn them into, like take them down another path that they weren't ever, they didn't seem to organically like be going in already. I feel like you're, you're bound to do what Peter Gabriel said uh, or did, which was ultimately just like leave the band and try to start your own thing. Yeah, good but, for him. He should have. He's yeah. not a team player. Exactly. I, I was going to say Peter Gabriel, he has like solo energy, right? Like He does have solo energy. Also, like he, he starts another band and he just like calls it by his name, which is great because a lot of I mean, Phil Collins ultimately like did that, too. But Peter Gabriel seems like he kind of is like 
very much in love with the way that his voice or his uh his name sounds also like i don't think he sees his name as a name i feel like he sees it more as a band name do you think that's his real name because like those those my accent's coming out because i'm tired my southern oregon accent yeah yep the south um genesis peter gabriel it all is very biblical. Is that it? I don't even know if that's his real name. It, it's probably like something not Peter Gabriel sounding. It's probably like Frank Hansen. What's the least biblical name I could think of? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. that was very not biblical. Yeah. So anyway, um, I guess we can play a song by Genesis. And the song that we're going to play is one of my all-time favorite songs ever. I I love the song um, so much, and it is called Invisible Touch. Well, we're back, and I just feel like I owe Peter Gabriel an apology for accusing him of choosing his own name, and it being for some sort of, like, biblical reason. (laughs) That's his real name. He was born Peter Gabriel. He didn't change it. So. Allegedly. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay. Um, our next band that changed members is Van Halen. So, it, from 1972, this is another band where everyone's switching all around, like Fleetwood Mac. The only song I know by Van Halen is Jump, which, um, foreshadowing, that's the song we're going to play after we talk about Van Halen. Okay, 1972 to 1974 we had Eddie Van Halen as lead vocals guitar. We had Alex Van Halen, his brother on drums. We had Mark Stone, uh, the bass guitar and backing vocals. Eddie and Alex Van Halen's first band was called the Broken Combs, but they changed it to the Trojan Rubber Company. When <laughs> Mark Stone joined them, they became known. They became known as Genesis. <laughs> what is happening? Why is my research leading to more questions than answers? There are two bands named Genesis. One of them is Van Halen, and one of them is Genesis. But Genesis had two different lead singers, and Van Halen had different lead singers, too. I'm lost. Can you start all over again, Emily? Genesis was a band started, I think it was started by Peter Gabriel. If it wasn't, I'm sure he'd say it was. Peter Gabriel left that band and Phil Collins became the lead singer of Genesis. Van Halen was a band that used to be called Genesis also. Right. Okay. Now it's, it's all so clear. Okay. From 1974 to 1985, we had David Lee Roth as lead vocals and on acoustic guitar, Eddie Van Halen 
he switched down a tier. He did guitar, keyboards, and backing vocals. Alex Van Halen was on drums, and Michael Anthony was on bass, guitar, and backing vocals. And they first met David Lee Roth after renting a sound system from him. And to cut costs, they decided to recruit him as the vocalist. They replaced Stone with Michael Anthony, and then they adapted the name Mammoth after they found out there was another group that went by Genesis. That's funny that they were like, oh no, someone already took it. Um, okay, and then they eventually settled with Van Halen, thank goodness. From 1985 to 1996, um, we had Sammy Hagar as lead vocalist. Alex and Eddie Van Halen are both in the band, and Michael Anthony is still uh, also in the band up until this point. Then from 1996 to 1999, we have Gary Sharon with lead vocals. Um, Eddie Van Halen and Alex Van Halen are still in the band, as is Michael Anthony. And then from 2003 to 2005, we got Sammy Hagar back as lead vocalists. Uh, Eddie Van Halen, Alex Van Halen, and Michael Anthony are still in the band. From 2007 to 2014, we had back to David Lee Roth as the lead vocalist. This is very interesting. Why they, they're really switching around, but like using the same people. Okay, and then Eddie and Alex Van Halen, along with Wolf. Wolfgang, Wolfgang Van Halen. And I don't know, is that one of their sons? Definitely. Okay. So it is. It's Eddie's son. And now we're going to play a song. I already told you what song it was, but I'll tell you again. This is Jump Van Halen. My favorite, well, our family's favorite line from that song is when he says, okay, he's like telling them to jump. Go ahead, jump, jump. And then he says, ow, oh, hey, you, who said that? Baby, how you been? Who is he talking to? Himself. David Lee Roth is talking to himself. I think Sammy Hager is singing it. Sammy Hagar, sorry. It's hard to keep track of all these vocal changes. Maybe that's how they want it. That's the way they like it. Well, you know, jump. You might as well. I I think that I feel like might as well jump. I feel like I've never felt like, well, there's nothing left to do. I might as well jump. In my mind, I would I move for the band to change the lyric to might as well take a nap or you could do that i was gonna say stream uh stream uh the newest episode of 90 day fiance might as well doesn't quite roll off the tongue i guess you're right you're right emily but might as well nap does. Might as well nap. Yeah, I can get. What's that? Who said that? Oh, okay. Hey, baby. Might as well nap. 
Yes, I like that. That feels better than jump. If you have an option to nap or jump, take a nap. Yeah. Okay, and then he's like, go ahead and jump. So he could say, go ahead and nap. Go ahead and nap. What's the what's another you got me feeling like I need to go to sleep and take a nice long nap if you know what I mean what I mean is nap might as well nap something like that yes yeah it's still a pretty high energy song for naps but it would get me really pumped for the nap yes i think there's not enough songs to get you pumped for napping that needs to happen more. So musicians, artists alike, if you're listening to this, which no, I know you are. No, this is a call to action. Uh, if you want to write a song about napping, that wouldn't hurt my feelings. That's not a call to action. But make it as exciting as Jump by Van Halen. Yeah, definitely have like a 45 second synth uh, piano solo. And make sure you switch your lead singer around a bunch of times so that nobody knows who's singing in your band. Including the the vocalist who's like talked to himself and then startled himself and then confused himself and then responded to himself. Yeah. Honestly, that's probably the most relatable part of that song for me. Scaring yourself by saying, I don't know who said that. Oh, it was me. What a goof. Okay. Well, we just learned that whoever wrote Jump, I think it was Eddie Van Halen, he wrote it. Um, he's just a silly guy. Yeah. And also that Peter Gabriel's name is not a stage name, but in fact his given name, his Christian name, if you will. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll be back next week with more fresh themes and fresh songs fresh ideas yeah and um if you're sad that this show has come to an end and you're just like not sure what to do i say might as well jump <laughs> i say might as well nap como se como sa good night everyone adios